We're very thankful today to be joined by Sam Latuka. He is with the Williamson County Historical Society. Sam, thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. Uh, no problem, Will. Sam, uh, tell us what your role is with the Williamson County Historical Society. I've been president of the Williamson County Historical Society for several years now. And the Williamson County Historical Society has been a functioning organization for how long? Uh, technically, I guess it has its roots that go all back all the way back to 1939 when we had our 100th anniversary of the county. Uh a lot of people got fired up over a centennial event, but uh, they technically didn't get this organization started until around 1954. So since 1954, we've been a pretty active organization. And the Williamson County Historical Society is located where? Uh, we're at 105 South Van Buren Street. We're just on the west end of the Marion Civic Center in Marion, right downtown. And the primary function of the Williamson County Historical Society may seem self-evident. Obviously, it is to preserve the history of Williamson County, but that's a very brief way of saying it. How would you describe what the goal of the Williamson County Historical Society is? Uh, in about as concise manner as, as possible, I'd say it's to actually preserve the history and conserve uh, as much genealogy information as we can about the early pioneers and folks that have lived in this county. And over your time as president, uh, what have you found to be uh, one of the one or two most asked about things uh, when people come through the door of the Williamson County Historical Society? What are they asking about? What are they saying? What do they want to see? Uh, usually, usually folks that visit here have one of two goals. They either come in to take a tour of the museum, which we have a pretty extensive museum, uh, but we've also, over the last... Uh, since the 1970s, we've been accumulating, we've had our own place, we've been able to accumulate a lot of genealogical information. So we get literally people from all over the world uh, coming in here. Uh, if you can imagine all the people that have been uh, generated through here, all the ancestors uh, over since 1839, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of descendants. So we get people scattered out all over the United States, all over Canada, pretty much everywhere in the world. Plus, we get a lot of uh, we got a lot of research uh, folks in here coming, doing papers for school, for masters or doctoral theses. Uh, you have a lot of history researchers that are trying to write books. So basically, they're they're either looking for information about the museum, or they're looking for genealogy or history research. Usually, when people come in here. And the folks that are coming in to tour the museum, uh, tell us some of the things that are featured there that stand out. Oh, gosh. Uh, one of the things that fools people, I think, is when they stand in front of the museum, they think that it's a fairly small building. But when you get inside, you find out it's got over 40,000 square feet, floor floors, and 26 rooms. And we're actually full in, in every room. Um, we've got everything from Native American artifacts through the Williamson County Jail, the old jail cells, the old sheriff's office, uh, a lot of the old police stuff, uh, equipment that they would have worked with. Uh, we've got pioneer goods. We've got houseware goods. We've got looms, uh, spinning wheels, spinning weasels, tools, uh, just about anything you can imagine uh, we've got. Well, I think the one thing that people still associate with Williamson County is the Charlie Burger Gang and the 
museum or the uh, part of it that is the cell block, of course, has some association with that legend and lore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because this, this jail that we're in now, is uh, it got replaced in 1971, so we actually took ownership of it in 1972. But it was the active jail from 1913 to 1971, which actually makes it uh, active during the 1920s. And uh, Bloody Williamson didn't get its moniker back in the 1870s for no reason at all. So the 1920s kind of really expressed all that violence that was taking place around here. We had uh, union, non-union labor disputes with the Heron Massacre. You had the Charlie Berger and Sheldon Brothers uh, fighting each other out for supremacy over the alcohol market, Prohibition, the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, lots of things going on in the 1920s, so I'm pretty sure this jail was a hot spot during that period of time. And one of Charlie Berger's henchmen was hung just outside of the jail, correct? Yeah, uh, believe it or not, for a county that was called Bloody Williamson, we only had five public hangings in this county from 1839 to 1927. 1927, Illinois made the um, local hanging of people as a capital offense punishment illegal. Uh, after that, you had to send people to Menard to the electric chair. And uh, the last guy that was hung was Rado Melnick. He was a Charlie Berger gang member. And because he was a gang member, they were a little worried about taking him over to the old lot where they normally would have uh, hung people for large crowds. They didn't want a large crowd here. So they hung him on the north side of the building out in the alley. And back in the days when that was a functional jail at that time, there would have been the sheriff and probably his family living in the jail. So the museum, which was the jail, was also a residence. Yeah, and it actually looks like a residence from the front. Uh, in 1913, when they built this, you have to keep in mind, a lot of people were still walking to work back in those days. Not many people had cars. So a lot of people had a tendency to kind of live around the downtown area. And when I talked about building a jail here, you had a lot of NIMBY going on, you know, not in my backyard. <laughs> so one of the compromises was to make this accommodation sheriff's home in jail and, and make it look like a, uh, a home from the front. And it, it actually does from the front. You know, I realize it's a jail when you get off to the side and start seeing bars on the back windows. But, yeah, the whole front, uh, front of the building is the sheriff's home. And access to the jail is actually through a, a north side north entrance on the north side of the building. We're visiting today with Sam Latuka. He is the president of the Williamson County Historical Society. You can find them online at wcihs.org. That's wcihs.org. The Williamson County Historical Society, I presume, operates with a uh, board of directors like most do? We do, yes. And uh, how many members are there on that board? Uh, there's eight or nine of us. We have uh, three directors, two vice presidents, a secretary and treasurer, and a president. And I'm sure that one of the things that board does, of course, is manage that building and, and manage your annual budget. Uh, is the Williamson County Historical Society in a situation where uh, you have uh, steady funding? Uh, can people contribute to the museum? Is that a need? Oh, yeah, we always, of course, we were like any 501c3, we always appreciate donations. Um, most of our income is generated from uh, membership. We have about 165 active members that pay dues uh, for, to receive quarterlies and benefits through the society. 
but uh, we also take donations for tours. We do talks. Um, we hold a fundraiser periodically. Uh, we're lucky enough to get a, a little bit of money from, from the city of Marion as a stipend, uh, which helps us uh, hire a, uh, a coordinator that works here. So we have one, one uh, paid employee that serves as kind of continuity between board members, so there's always somebody here that, uh, that knows what's going on. Do you ever have anything for sale? Do you have a gift shop of sorts? Yeah, we actually have a bookstore uh, where we sell local history books. We have some postcards, uh, some cups and hats and things like that in our gift shop. What is the piece of history that's stored in the Williamson County Historical Society that maybe folks don't know about, but you know about, that you find particularly intriguing? Oh, boy, that'd be a tough one to answer. Um, we have a very large scale. I've always been interested in uh, Native Americans, especially the natives that were around here. And uh, we've been lucky enough to be blessed with uh, a number of people's donated collections. So we have a very, very large uh, collection of Native American artifacts that I think is one of one of my favorites anyway here. What uh, are the hours that the museum is uh, open, that the Historical Society is uh, staffed? Uh, from March the 1st all the way through Thanksgiving, we're currently running Wednesday through Saturday from 9.30 to 3. Uh, when Thanksgiving rolls around, we go back down to one day a week, uh, Saturdays only from 9.30 to 3. And the only reason for that is because this is a big, huge building. Uh, it's hard to heat. It's expensive to heat. So um, we just have to kind of uh, whittle, whittle our hours down in the, in the winter time. So one day a week. Hate to do that, but it gives us a chance to uh, pull some displays apart and do some renovations and take care of things that we probably normally wouldn't have time to do. I noticed on the website that back in September you had posted a photo of a woman. Uh, looks like it's in sort of a sepa tone uh, image. Mm-hmm. I don't don't know the era, and uh, basically you're saying that this was a donated item, and we're trying to figure out who this person is and it was posted on the historical society's uh, facebook page is that something that happens from time to time where you're just trying to kind of search the public to find out what something might be or who uh, some photograph is of yeah we have a, we have our website and we also have uh, facebook and that kind of gives us a, a, a way of reaching out and asking if somebody's run into items before or, or people that we wouldn't normally recognize with we're hoping that with a little luck, maybe they were in their family. <laughs> we might actually figure out who they are. It's not unusual to get uh, photo collections. Not all the photographs are going to have names on them, of course, just like everybody's photo album at home. So we try to uh, enter all the photos that we get as donations into a photo database, and we like to put as much information as we can, like where did they live, what did they do, what were their names, and so forth. So this is just one way of trying to fill out some of that information that we don't have. Once again, we're visiting with Sam Latuka today from the Williamson County Historical Society. You mentioned uh, becoming a member. Uh, can people become a member by going to the website? Yes, they can. Uh, there's access to uh, a membership uh, application on our website. Uh, they can also stop by here uh, just as well. It's $20 a year. It's very cheap. Uh, and we issue, we print out four quarterlies a year, which involves... Uh, history about local people, businesses, places and things in the county. So 
you also get discounts on books and printing. I think one thing that maybe has always been true, but as I'm 41 years old now, I am beginning to get into that point of life where I see the difference between myself and people that are 20 years younger than me. And I, <laughs> I, I see the differences, of course, between myself and people that are older than me as well. But are you at all concerned that there is a waning interest in historical things? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Uh, I know genealogy has actually gotten more popular over the last 10 years uh, than it has been in the past. Um, I wish there were, were better inroads for us to get in and teach local history in schools. Uh, that doesn't seem to be a path that we're able to follow for some reason. Um, the local schools seem to have an agenda written out that's written in stone, and we haven't been able to get into local schools. But to be quite honest with you, one of the things that got me interested in, in history more than anything was learning about my own ancestors. It's a, it's a lot easier to relate to the Civil War or the Revolutionary War when you know you actually had skin in the game in the, in the form of one of your family members. So to me, uh, the two kind of go together. And it's a little hard to delve into genealogy without trying to understand what your ancestors were going through as far as economic times and what was their work situation, their living situation, uh, what was their health like back in those days. Uh, so the kind of the two kind of go together for me. And what did you find out about your family members? Um, you know, I would have never guessed that I had civil war and revolutionary war for <laughs> soldiers in my family. It just never occurred to me before I started doing genealogy. But the, the bigger, the deeper you dig, the more you find out that you had, you know, people all over the place that were involved in in historical events. Sam, I think that would probably be the case for most people when they started doing genealogy. Well, I'm thankful my father's done a lot of that research on my family, and I've had family members who fought at the Battle of Vicksburg, and those things do bring a different perspective on those particular historic events. There's no question about it. Uh, it does. Sam, anything else you want to mention about the Historical Society that I maybe wouldn't know to ask about? Um, no, I think you've actually been pretty concise. We we love to get people in here. We love to give tours. Uh, I think people would be surprised at how much how much there is in this museum. Uh, it's a little deceptive, as I've mentioned earlier from before. Uh, so when people come in, I think they're going to do a quick 15 or 20 minute run around, but it probably turns into more like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, lot of space and a lot of rooms in this building. It's kind of like Doctor Who's TARDIS. You open it up, and it's a completely different world inside. So I would, you know, appreciate getting anybody in that's uh, got time to come in and or an interest. Yeah, it's always good to highlight these societies because with the internet, we have access to the entire world of information and it reminds me of the saying that the man who lives at the base of the mountain is the last one to climb it and i think because we've got so much information at our fingertips that we discount uh, that history and and those stories right here in our area and so i like i like to highlight these organizations that are helping to uh, preserve that history and so thank you for what you do I appreciate that. Thank you for, for having the conversation with me.
Again, Sam Latuka has been our guest today. They're online at WCIHS. That stands for Williamson County, Illinois Historical Society dot O-R-G.